0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit
1: www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
0: You've now tuned in to the Drawing Word Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Great evening, Drawing Board Podcast. This is the founder and host, Andre Ebron. And as always, I promise you nothing but the best, nothing but the most exciting and exuberant guests that are out there impacting the world in diverse ways and changing the narrative surrounding family, relationships, community, ministry and career. And tonight is no different. I have my brother, actually we're brothers in more than one way, Uh, but my brother, uh, Aze. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on? How, How you, you doing? How you doing, bro? Good.
0: Welcome to the podcast. Uh, so The Drawing Board, man, is a powerful thought-provoking podcast that challenges the listener to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. And Aze, man, we met some years ago, man, when you were bringing your son to mm-hmm. uh, Cornerstone in Pre K. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was almost about five years ago. Wow, yeah, five, about
0: six five years, years, ago, years ago, Yeah, ago, five, six years ago, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, you were doing big things then. Continually doing big things now, man. Let me let the people know a little bit about you in your bio. So it says prior to Amying, Aze was a consultant of business development for American Express. Previously, Aze was also a consultant of business development for First Data Corporation. In that role, Aze managed business relationships for 13 Huntington Bank Alliance branches within their merchant service division. A.Z.'s professional career lists highlights not only as a successful sales business consultant, but as an entrepreneur. He was the managing partner of an IT data and cloud consulting firm. Azay also spent time with Merrill Lynch, in which he vigorously researched the flow of market trends, municipal funding, and municipal policy related to city, state, and government funding in the progression program for Merrill Lynch Advisors. Man, you've done a lot in business development.
1: Yeah, and I'm currently still involved in business development as well. Oh, great. Yeah, so, you know, just uh, in the corporate world. I focus on uh, the business development side for a French-based company uh, called Aiming, um, which they have a division in the U.S. now, where we focus on helping businesses, you know, with their bottom line. Basically, helping them find money from the resources from their tax credits. So R and D tax credits is like a big thing right now for businesses. Okay, Uh, you know, just it's new for me in terms of you know that particular vertical. However. It's one of those things where, you know, anything new to me is just opportunity to learn, right? So I have something to take in also to share with others. So, you know, one thing I learned that's not just something that I could utilize and share with, you know, my, some of my big, big target market clients that are 500 million to a billion dollar companies, but small businesses use, could use, you know, R&D tax credits all the time. You know, so, you know, I love it. I love it. So, you know, so definitely business development is, you know, still something that I do just as a whole. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So question for you, man. There are so many startups, yeah. particularly local to the city of Detroit. Okay. There's a lot of, uh I know there was like a surge for a while of a lot of banks uh that were looking to provide small business grants, loans, things yeah. of that nature. Uh What would your, how would someone contact you or what would you recommend as it
1: relates to R&D for small businesses and what would they do? Yeah, uh, well, First things first, you know, you have to definitely be ta- pay taxes. You can't be tax exempt. Be okay. tax exempt, you know, there's no taxes to to claim, right? Right. Uh, so if you're in business and you know you, you know this thing, the U.S. R and D is pretty broad. Okay, versus overseas, some of the R&D tax credits is actually... Uh, oh, sorry, let me go back. For those that don't understand what R&D is, research and development. Right. So, research and development. So, overseas, you look at research and development more so on the scientific basis. Okay. But in the U.S., research and development is so broad it could go as far as, for example, if I have a plant, right, and my plant is developing a new technology. But the janitor, per se, or the cleanup crew is helping to manage the the cleanliness of the facility, right. you can actually claim the janitors and the maintenance crew as part of the whole project because they have to p- keep the place clean in order for the research to be done and handled accordingly. So it's very broad. So there's a lot of opportunities for businesses to... Uh, claim the R&D tax credit. Uh, I mean, it's just so broad. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, if you just have to just sit down with your tax advisor, sit down with your accountant and then really understand what research and development is here in the U.S. It became a permanent law here in 2015. Uh, prior to that, it wasn't necessarily in place. So it's pretty new to the U.S. right now. And you're going to see a lot of folks missing out on a lot of money. It's probably over... 30 40 million dollars being not being you know actively you know I should say received right now from businesses so they're not taking advantage of it just because of the lack of knowledge so
0: would you say this
1: is like a new bubble
0: that is forming as it relates to what's available out there
1: I would say I would say yeah it is for those who are not knowledgeable, Yes, for sure. But those who have been in the game for a while, uh, I mean, no, they're taking advantage of it left to right. I mean, you have folks that's been here who have companies overseas that are very familiar with R&D tax credits. So it's just really about the knowledge. Okay. It's
0: like we need to have like a, uh, you doing a forum on (laughs) R&D tax credits for entrepreneurs that are for startups. Yeah, definitely. Knowing how to uh, itemize and be able to uh, figure out what is available to to write off or to underwrite, and exactly, okay, exactly, yeah. yeah so, he, mm-hmm. I, so I always give my guests a challenge, right? Uh huh. So I always give my guests a challenge, and so that'll be my challenge. It came actually came very early on. So my challenge for you, and however you set it up, of okay. course, you know that would be your strategy, but. Setting it up for startup companies, entrepreneurs, and of course mm. they have to have you know a certain level oh, yeah. uh, of experience to even engage with yeah. uh, what's going on. But startups that are are getting ready to launch or have launched and you know are getting their strategy together together uh, for you to provide some type of training for okay. them uh, to be able to do that. So okay, yeah. But now beyond your. Um, your your involvement in business development in the corporate, you're a community guy at heart. Right? Mm. You know, you love your community. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, man, tell me about, like, where are you from? You know, where did you get the sense of community? Why is yeah. that important to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I was born in Nigeria. Okay. I was born in Nigeria. Uh, we came here when I was uh, three years old. Uh, we moved to uh, Lansing, Michigan, because my parents went to school at Michigan State. So okay. we were pretty much, my parents were on student visas. Yes. So we grew up when I spent probably, what, from preschool, daycare, whatever it was when you're three three years old, to, what, the fifth grade. Okay. So, uh, half of my fifth grade year, uh, that's when I, we actually moved. Like, in the middle of my fifth grade year, we moved to Pontiac. Okay. So Pontiac is what I claim. All right. Yeah, P- okay. Pontiac raised me. So that's YAC yeah yeah yeah, the the no, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Pontiac, right. Pontiac raised me, you No, know, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, so you know you know that's my hometown you know again you know we're doing that event there Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of my brothers close friends you know who you know are still with me to the day some have passed away you know that's just what happens when you get older older right and uh, you you know some some are unfortunately you know leave us Absolutely. but you know that's uh, that's my hometown, right there. Okay. Um, then I moved to Detroit. I went to Michigan State University. Right, um, played uh, football there. So uh, go, Spartan Dogs! In every aspect of the way, let me put that out there, real okay, quick. I, I felt that you energy know, yeah, just, it come through one time.
0: <laughs> so now, what what years were you playing football down
1: there? Oh, from two thousand one to two thousand five.
0: Okay, so listen, short Uh-oh. story, right? Here we yeah, go. Short story. So okay. I, I went to a small private engineering school, right? Uh-huh. But we were up there for. Uh, it might have been fake the funk. Ah, or yeah, or might have been fake the funk. Yeah, yeah the I remember funk. fake the <laughs> funk or keeping it. Real, I remember, right? Fu- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so okay. we are at the um man, I can't think, of, but it's the after party.
1: So yeah, the fake the funk. Okay, yeah, 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 so yeah so definitely. We're
0: at, the, we're at the after party, right? Okay. So you know the way when I was down there, what I saw, Michigan State was set up. Mm-hmm. All the football players ran together. You knew who was the track team, like so everybody yeah. came together, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my one of my homeboys from Tri State. Um, he's standing there, uh, these two young ladies approach us, he starts dancing with one of the young ladies, right? Uh-huh. And so I look to my left. Yeah. And man, this guy has to be a good six, eight. I mean, probably like two, eighty, three hundred. Yeah. solid, right? okay, okay. And he has his cast on his arm. Okay. So you might even, ah! yeah. I, okay, what yeah. year was this again? This was, this had to be, <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking this had to be like two. Uh, this had to be 01, 02.
1: I, know, I wish I could shout him out right now. He's yeah. on Facebook, too. It's funny. Okay. I know exactly who it is. listen, he has
0: a cast on his arm, right? I know exactly who it and is, clearly yeah. clearly this guy, man, has <laughs> some type of anger, you know, <laughs> and... So he's looking at... So I'm I'm like, man, this guy's getting ready to tear somebody up, right? He's getting ready to go after somebody. Yeah. And so then I start looking at where his attention is drawn. Yeah. And it is headed in our direction. Uh-huh. So I realized that he is looking directly at my homeboy, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I say, oh, man, rule number one, uh-huh. don't get caught with this cast, okay? <laughs>
1: so oh, I, tell,
0: I get ready to tell my friend, right? Uh-huh. And so I turn to the right to tell him... Mm-hmm. And I already see him dipping through the crowd.
1: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, okay. So, oh, he saw him coming? Yeah. Okay. So I'm
0: standing there and I'm like, okay. Hey, well, listen, this is where it just may have to, you know? <laughs> this is where it may have to transpire, you yeah. know? Yeah, uh huh. So then, but we're walking, he walks past me, looks, I'm like, I'll make sure. So then, man, he starts following my guy. Mm hmm. We get outside. I see uh, one of my guys has already got the car. Yeah. So my dude jumps in the car. Uh huh. This guy, he drove a Jeep. Mm hmm. Uh, I think he drove a Jeep, or he might have been standing on okay. somebody's Jeep.
1: Okay, okay. Oh, man, yeah, listen, that sounds he, about right. Yeah. yeah, he
0: has the whole community, like, <laughs> looking, for,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> looking for one of my guys, because uh-huh.
0: I guess that that may have been a young lady he was dating okay, or something. Okay, okay, okay. She chose to make him jealous, uh-huh. and that is my fake defunct funk uh, experience, right? Experience, right? Okay, okay. Now, it was interesting because... I'm watching how the whole community actually, like, rallied behind this guy. Yeah. And so then I found out that he was actually from Detroit. Okay. hmm Right? And, well I, won't, well, I won't, yeah.
1: Well, I I think I know who you're talking about. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And it was 2001. He's, if it's the person I'm thinking about, we're not going to name names, but he's right. actually from Lansing.
0: Oh, from Lansing. He's
1: actually, that's probably why he had his whole crew there. He's actually Man, from Lansing. right. Yeah, he's yeah. actually from Lancaster. I know exactly who you're talking about. And, and listen, yeah. I'm not.
0: And I, when I say the whole community, I'm not talking yeah. about like ten people. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about seventy-five to a hundred people.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. are looking. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah. and man, That's so funny. that was my that was my experience, man. But we went down, and mm-hmm. uh, some of my guys transferred to okay. Michigan State. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, not, I, I'm not a Spartan, got a lot of love for Michigan mm-hmm. schools, but definitely that go green, go white, you guys go hard.
1: Yeah, so we have this thing where, you know, we're called the Spartan Dogs, Okay. Right? You know, I, I mean, I kind of don't like claiming that consent, and, you know, I'm an alpha man of, uh you know, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Absolutely. You know, 06 so uh, oh, oh, oh 06, man, yes, you know, so... But, you know, I have to claim the dogs. Only the Spartan dogs. The Spartan dogs. The Spartan dogs, yeah. yeah. So we have, like, our own fraternity. Okay. It's not just football players, but, you know, the basketball team, track team, wrestling team, um, football team. So, you know, it's been around for a while. Actually, I don't want to, you know, misquote when we actually created that term, I should say. But to the point where we have our own handshake, like like the bros do, like the alphas do. Like, we have our own secret handshake. And everybody knows it. Right. And if you don't know, you probably... Came on for a minute and you, were, and you probably didn't really have that much impact on the team, but you're not gonna learn the handshake until, unless somebody really pretty much. Unless you're vetted, keep, right? Unless, unless they vetted, they give you the go, okay, let's teach, I'm gonna teach you the handshake. Right. Yeah, and I got to learn the handshake, you know? So, cause I mean, this is my thing, right? A lot of us, you know, really look back at our careers, football careers, and say, you know, what we could have done better. Okay. Right? Um, And I would say that for me, I got everything from Michigan State that I wanted to get because, um, you know, just p- kicking them with my teammates now, and while we're so close, I mean, I love those guys to death. I mean, th- I mean, these are like my brothers, right? Right. You know, I mean, you know, we just lost Charles Rogers, you know, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was a guy that you know had uh, some issues, um, you know, through his career, ups and downs. But you know, we we looked at him as just Charles, right? right. Just Chuck. Char- Everybody else looked at him as. You know, this great player, you know, who might have been a bust, but we don't look at each other like that. Right. Because at the end of the day, we all know where we came from. We all know what we went through to even come close to achieving our dreams. So we were we never looked down upon any of He never looked down on us. You know, all the guys that, you know, end up playing, you know, uh, having longer careers, always come back and just completely humble. So, you know, just looking back at just everything, you know, I just really – you know, understand why our bond is the way it is. That's probably why you got seventy five to hundred folks, you know, looking for your boy, because, you know, we, we don't play with each other. We we don't we have each other's back. You know, um the alumni association does a really good job with uh keeping us together. You know, the alumni association does a really good job in making sure they give us three, four tickets per game to make sure we're coming back, bumping into one another and catching up, you know, in in each other's lives, you know, seeing maybe this person might be an engineer somewhere. This person might be a plant manager and and you might come together. Next you know you find one of your brothers a job. Absolutely. You know your mother's job. you know for me, you know, I was very blessed to be able to um you know play Michigan State. I started off at Fair State. Okay. university. Started with Fair State University. You know, that's why I pledged um um and became a member Alpha Alpha. Um but for me it was hard to leave because my you know my frat brothers were there and you know, that was my home but i knew for my football career i wanted to you know challenge myself right. and be um at the highest playing level possible so cuz i didn't start playing football till my senior high school oh man so now no yeah i never I didn't start playing football till senior high school. i was in band you were in band so what's your uh, what's your instrument uh, Tender, saxophone and trumpet Okay, all yeah, right. Trump, yeah, so, and, so know,
0: what led you to that? Like that—that's a transition. That's a huge transition from Band Camp to three a days.
1: Well, quite honestly, uh-huh. I, I would say it was destiny. It was divine. Okay. Um, because I wouldn't have never quit band if we didn't have a riot <laughs> at nope. the school and uh, our band director, unfortunately, you know, he was let go, so we didn't have a band program. So here I go, my junior year. Uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, you know, right? Um, I had a little bit of hoop skills because, you know, we hooped around, you know, the uh, the neighborhood, you know, right. uh, here in Pontiac. Football skills were terrible because I, I I was smaller. I was I was skinny. I was skinny. I was a skinny guy. Yeah. Um, I remember the first day I even tried to walk out, you know, try out for the team, I, I tackled a guy, and I tackled him. My whole body just broke. I said, Now I'm straight on this. I'm good. <laughs> Right, I'm good on this. Right, so I just played basketball, ran, tried to run track. I wasn't good at track even. So it wasn't until you know my senior and I really looked at myself, saying, "No, what am I gonna do with myself?" Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I experienced depression. Okay, the first time I experienced depression. I, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, um, at, to the point where I said, "You know, I'm just gonna go to the army." You know, and it's not a knockdown to anybody that's going to the military, but you don't go to the military because it's your last option. You right. do it because you actually you want, have you to, have a desire to absolutely. do it, right? And I was just going to do it just because I didn't know what I was going to do. So, um, fortunately, I just said, you know, let me just get my stuff together. There's a guy by the name of a famous lion by the name of Jimmy Williams uh, played uh, with Barry. Okay. Um, and uh, he ended up getting a coaching job at my school. And uh Substitute teaching for a minute, you know, and I really got close to him. Right. Um, he became like a father figure to me. You know, my father was there, but we weren't close. Right. We weren't close at all. Um, you know, he became like a father figure to me. You know, I kicked him in the him line. He really gave me the courage to try for the team. And, you know, he's a hard nosed guy. He didn't care. We were best friends. He was a, 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 somebody that he just really thought was a cool kid. I mean, you didn't, you didn't, if you didn't go hard out there, you didn't think you could play. You didn't have the guts, you wanted to play. So, you know, I laid it out there. And, and it was the first time where somebody said good job to me in terms of sports. And that gave me the confidence. It was something within me that I didn't know I had. I didn't know. I didn't know I was, I was athletic. I, You know, all I did was spent one summer with a friend of mine named uh, Ryan, Ryan Carruthers. And, you know, he trained and he kicked my butt, you know, going to my senior year and – Next, you know, I, it's something, a new me came out. I didn't know I was athletic like that. So I ended up, uh, uh, getting picked up, getting offered to Fair State University for Fair State. I said I wanted more. Walked on to Michigan State, ended up, you know, being a varsity winner, letting win at Michigan State, uh, and playing actually, you know, uh, was second string, unfortunately. But I, you know, was in the mix. I actually became, uh, got on the roster. I traveled, you know, I got as much playing time as I deserved, but I was highly recognized as, you know, uh, a dominant pass rush, I should say, you know, um, especially coming from where I came from. So um, the value behind me being in Michigan State wasn't just my friends being there and guys I got cool with is I worked so hard to be there, right. you know, from where I came from. Uh, it's crazy. Now, I haven't told any of my teammates this, but in one day I will. But I remember, uh, they, whoever may listen to this right now is on the squad, but all those guys I played with, um, I, mean, I used to play with them on NCAA. When I was at Fairs, right. I picked Michigan State. Like, I'll see, like, number 25, I still remember, Jason Harmon, number 97, Kyle Rasmussen. I used to look at all those guys, like, TJ Duck at the time uh, was there too. So that whole roster, I used, to, those were like superstars to me. Like, those were like my heroes. Right. And, you know, and to be able to play with them. And then they became your brothers. They became my brothers. You right. know, so it was really, it was like surreal. I mean, that whole moment was living like in a dream for me, right? Uh, to the point where I remember going into my senior year, I got called in by my head coach. And my head coach said, uh, you know, he talks I'm like easy. You know, John is like, easy, hey, you know, right. love you, but you got to go. I'm like, what did I do? He says, it's not me. You, you're short 21 credits. No, sorry, 32 credits. Wow, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 32, 32 credits? credits yeah, absolutely. in the in, in summer? Right. I mean, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. But looking back, I know how I did it though, because I wanted it. I didn't want to transfer. He said, "You could transfer to the D one aa You're fine." But because you transferred when you changed your major, your core credits d- didn't, didn't, didn't go toward me. didn't right. follow me exactly, Absolutely. and we were unaware of that. Right. So it, you know, it put me in a position to say, you know what, let me. Transfer or am I gonna stick it out? So long story short, I did it. I you know, I, I, I Thirty two credits in the summer. Thirty two credits in the summer. I did it. And I did not miss a single party. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss a single party. Right. I didn't miss a single practice. Right. I enjoyed that summer because I because I wanted it. It was nothing for me. So I took that mentality with anything I anything I do. People think to the point where, you know, why are you so persistent at these three goals for the past eight to ten years? Because that's the only way to get it. That has really been the only method of my success. I mean, you don't know what your formula is until you've done it before, right? Right. I know what I wanted to do to play at Mission State. I know what I wanted to do to graduate from college and and do something with my life and get a degree. I knew what needed to be done to be able to be eligible to play my senior year. and thirty two credits in the in the semester is almost un- I mean, impossible. I mean, it, it I, mean, is. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, but but. That's why I say almost impossible. It sounds impossible, but I did it. But you did it because you wanted it. Because I wanted it. So now, yeah. listening
0: to that story, though, what I what I loved about it was the power of one relationship yeah. changed the whole trajectory and oh, focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took one person who was close enough to you to nurture the potential, but objective enough to make you want to work hard to achieve the goal. Yeah, definitely. So when I'm thinking about, like, teachers or I'm thinking about people who work in social services Mm -hmm. and people who may be facing certain challenges, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times when they come in to help, it is not a help that provokes a better performance, Mm -hmm. but it's sometimes a help that provokes a dependency, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. And for you, like, man, it just, like, all of those skills are transferable, right? Mm -hmm. And so relationships that you have with your brothers from Ferris, Mm -hmm. Uh, from A5, uh, from your, your relationship with your brothers that you have from Michigan State, from the football team, mm-hmm. um, the opportunities that you had to travel, like all of that began junior, senior year yeah. because someone who had been and played at the top level yeah. saw something in you. Yeah. And then challenge you to work
1: hard to grow for it. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, and, definitely and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and so like everything that you share, you know, that whole continuum of success you saw, your persistence now, like literally the power of one relationship of someone who has been successful, you know, success leaves clues, right? Yeah. But this is my challenge to all of the leaders that are out there. Uh listening. Um you hear the story, but that relationship, the relationship that you're forming with young people out there, the relationships that you're forming with the youth of the of Metro Detroit and across the world, like your relationship with them has to provoke, provoke a greater level of performance, a mm-hmm. hunger in them, right? Mm-hmm. Not enable them just to empathize with what they may be experiencing in their story, but provoke their potential to the point of performance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, man, listen— uh, you got the handshake, you know uh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, spark yeah, dogs got, got the And now, yeah. man, listen, you are involved in several civic organizations, community organizations. Mm-hmm. Let me just name a few. So you are involved in Michigan State Football Alumni Association. National Professional Football Association, NAACP Young Adult Committee, Institute of Black Male Achievement. Oh, yeah, uh, Rumble, young man, yes, Rumble, yes, yes, all yes, right? Yes. Uh, Detroit chapter member of the New Leaders Council. Oh, okay, so you know uh, DQ? DK, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, DK? Yep, yep. I was, yeah, I was
1: a charter member, actually. You know, oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: a charter member. Okay, we got to talk. And then, of <laughs> course, man, that that old Golden black, 06 oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Alpha oh, yeah. Phi Alpha mm. Fraternity Incorporated. Incorporated. Oh, six. Oh, six. Um, yeah. Who you with? H5. I, yes, sir. <laughs> Charles H. Wright of African Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History oh. and was an award recipient of the Michigan front page 40 under 40. Man, you oh. man,
1: you, you're a young guy. You know. Hey, you know, yeah. I I think 37 is young. I say stop say that.
0: Oh man, it has, it has to be cuz that's the same age. All right. I know, right? <laughs> right.
1: So listen, know, man. Right?
0: Yeah. Um you have uh some events coming up. You're mm-hmm. doing some good things in the community. Talk to me about what's
1: going on. Yeah, so uh, Let's let's take a step back, right? Okay. You know, how much time I got, right? Oh, we're here for about another half hour. An hour. Okay. But, yeah. but listen, right.
0: though, remember, you always have an open invitation. Oh, yeah, to definitely. Come back. Oh, I yeah. appreciate
1: that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, I would say this, right? <sighs> I am doing a lot in the community right now. You know, I have done a lot in the community right now. I mean, I have done a, community, a lot in the community in the past. Uh, a lot in the community in the past. You know, it's right now just really focusing on, you know, what is important to me okay versus what everybody else is doing, which in a sense I see what people are doing now, right? People aren't necessarily involved in community initiatives because they wanna be. They're doing it because it's almost like a trend, right? Okay. You know, you get the acknowledgement behind it, you get the, you know, the social media views behind it and those type of things. You know, it is very rare that nowadays I see folks that are sticking with something and it's year four, year five, year six, year seven, year eight, whatever, right? Right. Um, and I would say I'll, 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 in my early years, I might have been guilty of that as well. Um, you know, just following the trend, you know, really trying to establish myself in a particular circle. Right. Right. And I think we've all been guilty in that until you actually realize and say, you know what? How's this really impacting the community? Right? How's this really something that I could grow and grow a team to help this initiative grow? Right. Right. So, you know, there's you no know, we've done a lot, you know, with feeding the homeless. We've done a lot with, you know, uh, mentorship sessions and things of that nature. But as you see now with I mean, I'm just gonna say it, my brother's keeper. You know, know, programs like that, they're not as big as they should. Right. I agree. They're not as big as they should. And that's because the hype is there, but there's not a lot of footwork. Right. There's not a lot of footwork. It's not a lot of footwork. And, you know, we need more foot soldiers out here instead of people that are just talking. I think if people focused on finding something that they want to put their fat passion and and focus on and growing that, that's going to be a lot better than jumping for left to right, left to right, taking a picture with. (laughs) <laughs> a box in well, their hand. Absolutely. You know, take right. a picture with, you know, unfortunately, I don't understand why people do this. They're feeding the homeless. Take a picture with the guy who's homeless or take a picture with the homeless young lady and kid and posting it on their social media. That's embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. Right. You, you shouldn't do that, you know, because you shouldn't be doing those type of things for, you know, fame or, or acknowledgement. Right. You know, a lot of things I do now, I keep it low key. Right. I keep it low key um, because. I'm not here for recognition. I'm not doing what I love to do to be acknowledged or to be, you know, given a pass by somebody. I don't I don't care about that. I don't care about that. So, you know, everything that I do, you know, has a purpose. I like to help where I can. Um, I do my research on who's doing what because, again, I don't want to be involved in somebody else's PR. Right. You know? I understand. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know what what i see now is i see a lot of folks creating their own pr campaign through community service and and this is this is a reality yeah uh because
0: really it's it's a model that's been set out there though yeah. so when you talk about creating yourself as a balanced um let's just say high performance um professional yeah like philanthropy and yeah. community service is a portion of that right yeah and so there's a lot of conversation about what should be happening. A lot of people volunteering in areas where they don't necessarily have the expertise. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are showing up for the picks and all those types of things yeah. like that. And on, on one hand, it's good to get people involved. Yeah. Um, but then your motive is what has to. I hear what I hear you saying. Your motive is what has to be pure. Right. Yeah, exactly, so there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with you taking the picture if if you and you know this homeless people homeless person or person that is currently without shelter, yeah you taking a picture with them to bring more awareness to homelessness. Watch this but then after that pick, making a commitment to that community or person exactly. you serve uh-huh. once the cameras are gone to ensure that they no longer remain homeless. Exactly, right? exactly. But I was having this conversation with um some other community mm-hmm. leaders and mm-hmm. we were talking about some nonprofits that exist Uh, not naming any names or anything like that, but if you have, um, like, a whatever it is that your particular nonprofit or for-profit is servicing, so, like, if you have a nonprofit that's solely based upon serving the homeless, right, Mm -hmm. there's some kind of contingency within your plan that's still going to keep homelessness existing because a lot of your funding is going to be based upon there being homeless people, right? Exactly, And then, you know, when you get into the minutia of, you know who's receiving funding and how long they've been received, all of those things, right? And what you said in the beginning is, what is the impact? Mm-hmm. What is the end results, right? Yeah. We have had, we have sat down <clears> and philosophized <throat> and. Talked about how systemic this injustice or all we we have had the conversations. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But now it is about somebody forming the commitment uh, such as you and your team. Now, this is the eighth year. Mm-hmm, right. Eighth year, yeah. And uh I think that it was necessary, though. Right. So like you going like so going through the process following whatever model was there to say, hey, this is what you must do in order to be a part of this social circle. Yeah. And literally like there's a there's an entire script. I remember uh cutting my teeth when I first moved to the city at twenty one and someone I was in a, a meeting with some established professionals, mm-hmm. some professionals who and someone asked me a question about did I know somebody? And one of the more established professionals was like, Oh, he couldn't he could not know who that was. Yeah. Right? And so <laughs> My question was at that point was okay. So if I knew them, what did that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. fact that I don't know them, then you've already drawn a line of judgment as it relates to oh, yeah. where you should engage in relationship mm-hmm. with. And at the end of the day, uh, everyone who has the potential to impact another
1: person's life is an extremely important person. Yeah, definitely. I mean, quite honestly, you, you take one person's life and you, and you impact them in a positive manner. Uh, the snowball effect, you may not be there to see it, but it's there. Yes, sir. It's there. Snowball effect is there. Impact one person's life, the snowball effect is there. You know, I, I'm a living witness. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a living witness of that. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, I look at what people are doing, and, and I just pray that they have good intentions. They pray they got good intentions. They also see some that are picture takers. That's all they do, picture takers, but nothing else. You say, hey, can you be more involved in XYZ? Keep coming to this meeting because I'm doing XYZ to follow up on ABC. No, no, no response. Oh, absolutely. No response, but, right? <laughs> but, so well, here's a question that I would have for you is that like even
0: those people that that's their thing, right? Yeah. Um, they still bring a certain level of something, right? Yeah. And what I have found is, or I guess I would I would pitch the question is Everybody contributes on their level of commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I know that you're surfacing and your commitment is mm-hmm. uh, an 8-ounce glass yeah. and my commitment is a 100-gallon bucket, mm-hmm. I'm not going to disparage your 8-ounce glass. I'm going to tell you to bring that 8-ounce glass and pour it in this 100-gallon bucket.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And we're going to keep moving. Definitely, right? definitely, definitely. You know, so, for example, the event that we have now, you know, it's – you're absolutely right with that because – every the reason why we're so strong is because, for one, our core team. Okay. We found a group. First of all, myself and two other brothers. Yes. Started this, and we did it within put it together in two weeks. Our oh, first wow. event, our, the inaugural event, was put yeah, together in, so, in fourteen days. Yeah. So. Okay. We just say, you know what? Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Yeah, Literally, we sat at the table and said, you know what? Let's do something for the holidays. Let's try something different. We started off, we we made over 700 lunches. And we adopted, at that time, eight families. Okay. And we were like, that was a breeze. Let's do more. Next year, we went to 1,500. We was like, oh, man, that was a breeze. So I said, let's do it. Let's do it bigger. So now we're average about 25 to 30 families. We adopt for the holidays, and we're doing 3,000 lunches. Usually okay. do more, right? Because uh, we always have so much left over. But the reason why we've been able to sustain so long, and reason why we've been able to, you know, grow the way we have grown, is because those who are committed have brought their eight ounce. Yes, and they have poured it in our gallon, in a hundred gallon bucket, and that's the only reason why we're able to grow. So, you know, my statement earlier wasn't to deter anybody from volunteering. It was just to. Put it out there that as long as there's a pure commitment and 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 there's, and there's no motives behind it, you're going to be rewarded because you're going to see the growth of our organization, our core team, and what we do to the community because of your eight ounce. You're going to be able to see it grow. So there's always reward behind every true effort that you put together. But if you don't care if you're just there for pictures, you're not going to see it grow because you don't care. You're not looking at it. Right you know, well, we look at it. Yeah. Here's the thing So you know In
0: scripture uh, The yeah. word of God It talks about Don't give to be seen by men Yeah You know And it says that If you are being If you are giving Yeah To be seen by men That's your reward Exactly right? yeah. But if you are giving With a pure intent To extend You know God's work And to bless people Yeah Then Here's the here's the difference though Then he promises To be your exceeding Great yeah, reward right? Yeah And so I think That is I think That's the contrast Right mm-hmm. Is that uh if you 're given to be men pleasing or what have you to be seen and all of that okay cool that's good well that's your reward you got that you got the i g likes you got the yeah. heart, you know, okay cool i'm with that but if you're given because you understand that every life on earth is interrelated in some way, like connected in some way impacted in some way so i 'm sitting here thinking about uh like your football coach right. Mm-hmm. And you this is the eighth year that you guys had done the program. Yeah. And had he not taken the time to invest in you and inspire you, motivate you, hold you accountable, cause you to work hard. Mm -hmm. like think about all of the people just from now, let's just use your community service with this one event. All Mm -hmm. right. And those 700, in the inaugural event, those 700 lunches wouldn't have gone out. Yeah. The next year, those 1,500 wouldn't have gone out. The year after that, 3,000. So we're talking, man, listen, let's just say uh, 5,000 men, not to mention the women and children, right? Exactly, so, you right? know, yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And so, man, like the power of impacting, like it only takes one, yeah. right? So now, man, you guys so Three brush, you all sat down, strategized, and then made a commitment to do something. Yeah. And everybody bringing their eight ounces, pouring it in, impacting lives. So this year, man, the eighth year, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're you're going to go ahead and get you know real script. Eight eight is the number of yeah, new right, begin, yeah. right? Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. Our, our goal. So the, I would say we have expanded. Now we're in uh, Genesee County, okay, as well. Um, right. But first, we focused around Oakland County, Wayne County, Macomb County. So we added our our uh, fourth county, right? Which is huge. So now we're uh, we have some uh, brothers up in Flint. Uh, that's gonna be helping us uh, grow as well. So our goal is to pretty much get us into as many counties as we can for the holidays. So I mean we're, we we want to adopt fifty families hopefully within the next two years. So know?
0: how do we get involved? Like uh what is your contact information? What is the event? called Oh, oh yeah. Okay. T- yeah. Okay. Come on in. So listen, we have I told you we had a special guest coming on the yeah. show, um, one of AJ's brothers who's also involved in this community giveaway. It is important during this holiday season. I know you all are looking for avenues to be a blessing to others. We've always made declarative statements that we are blessed to be a blessing. Well, how do you demonstrate that? You demonstrate that to your commitment of serving others, whether it's through your time, whether it's through your talents, whether it's through your your treasures. It is all about your ability to give. Well, in the earth, it says, the word of God says, as long as the earth shall remain, both summer and winter, cold and hot. Watch this. Seed, time, and harvest shall also remain. So my invitation to you uh, is to support Aze and his brothers. And here we go. Drum roll, please. Brrrr, special guest in the building. Come on in, sir. You got it, man. We Facebook Live, IG Live, and we in the building, man. I'm glad you're here. Come on in. You can have a seat right over here. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, yeah. Not a
2: problem.
0: So we have it streaming to yours now. And then, yeah, we can go ahead and we'll share it that way. So feel free to have a seat over here. Yeah, man. So the drawing board is a powerful, thought-provoking podcast that challenges the listener to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. We've been able to talk about how one person can impact and change the lives of others, never understanding and knowing that that person will go on and impact others. Countless lives, right? Yes. So then, that brings up the idea of legacy. But we realize that this has to go beyond conversation, beyond just mere participation, but a level of commitment that will bring sustainable change. Yes. So year after year after year, you all have had this pay it forward movement. You're in four counties now, right? Yes. Four yes. counties. A now. Yes,
2: sir. It's absolutely a blessing.
0: And now we are here uh, with my brother another ice-cold brother of Alpha Phi Alpha That's Fraternity, right. Incorporated. They only Put your hands together and receive Brother Kano Phillips.
2: Really appreciate that, brother. Really yes, appreciate sir. the welcome. Absolutely. You give me some of that good yes, stuff. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, only few people know about that, those frozen ones. So. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. The chosen frozen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yep. man, welcome. Um, Aze was just telling me. About, uh, this is you all's eighth year. Yes, yes, so yes. Ex- so expand more on that. He said, first year, uh, bros got together and you all were able to pass out 700 lunches. And, like, so talk to me about the progression, man. And I know, uh, you have a foundation that honors your father. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. but talk to me about it, man. I can, cl- I can clearly tell, man, that the Lord is working with you and Appreciate working that. through you. So tell me about
2: it. Well, you know, as far as that the mission of Feed Three Thousand is concerned, you know, originally it started out with seven hundred and fifty, and it started out with just three brothers, of course, alphas. Yes, sir. You know, want right. to go ahead and do something significant mm-hmm. to kind of give back. You know, not, you know, it's all right to go. Anyone wants to go ahead and, and give back to the community, whichever way they feel, that, you know, the, the vehicle they want to use. We appreciate that, but yes, we sir. wanted to go ahead and just have something that was really going to hit big, and so we were looking for numbers. Right, and so you know, and. What better place to go ahead and start when you start talking about our homeless community? Yeah, There's so it. many people out there that are just fighting and struggling. Just, you know, they've been dealt a bad hand, you know, or maybe certain conditions may have swung around on them and just didn't go. It wasn't favorable. So it was our job to go ahead and try and create something to go ahead and touch them and let people know that they're being thought of, you know, and they're not being forgotten for sure. Right. But also, too, they try and provide some type of hope because, you know, not only the, the mill is one side of it, but there's a lot of different—we give you a bunch of different supplies that go with that. But even beyond that, there are messages that actually go with these packages, you know, which is kind of brought brought together by the kids. Right. And, and truth be told, I think AZ can attest to this. <laughs> you know, they open up those bags, you think that You know You think the meals Is something nice and beautiful But once they go ahead And see those messages Coming from the heart From a kid You know yeah. Letting you know that You know You love Someone thinking about you You're not by yourself And I mean That's when the breakdown comes I yes. mean yeah I mean You go you, know, you got a bunch Of grown men and women You know Men we got this ego thing About mm-hmm. us We macho We right. don't want to go ahead yeah. and Let our Who, emotions Who's cutting these onions in, Yeah right? yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah you know well, A lot of onions Cut on me on a regular right, basis right. Yes day. sir but, Yes sir But yeah but ultimately You know that's what it's about You know trying to go ahead And touch a life Because you know I would be for us, I mean, none of us, like, we starving in this room, but for us to be able to go home every day, you know, got food in the refrigerator, you know, got heat, you know, got got shelter. That's right. And for us to go here and be real comfortable in that dynamic, and then we have people out here that are absolutely struggling, we have the means to go in and try and help and create some type of solution for them, you know, and, and we understand it's only for a day or two, you know, that we're looking to go and give them something for, but if there was more people looking to go ahead and do a day or two along the way, I mean, you know, a lot of ground is going to get covered. Absolutely.
0: I agree with that. And here's here's the the principle that I feel that you all are exercising. So you got uh, of course for me everything goes back uh scripturally or to faith, right? Yes. And so you got the children of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And it says that each man when they were in the wilderness began to take manna according to his own house, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And so then you see them traveling and because the strong had to bear the infirmity of the weak, mm-hmm. there was no infir- there were there was no one going without. There was a responsibility of those that are widowed or those that were orphaned yeah. that the community would begin to support them, right? Yeah. And so this is where we take our much and give to those that have little. Yes, sir. And that is the balance of that. I love what you guys yes, are doing. And uh, I was telling him, I said, man, you uh, you all were able uh, to take on, you know, uh, 5,000 men, not to mention what the women and children, right? Yes, so yes. So here's, here's my challenge to everybody listening on. Uh, as, you know, we have a, a few minutes, and we're not closing yet, but as we near our close, I want you guys, where can I send them? A.J., where can I send them, Kano?
2: Okay, well, the day Well, the event is taking place on, are we, we live? Yeah, mm-hmm. the face, you know, A.J. always got something going good. Right. Well, yeah, what, what we're doing is uh this Sunday. Over in Pontiac, Michigan, 52 okay. Bagley Street. It's called the Bowen Center. Yes. You know, please, at 11 o'clock, we welcome you to bring not only yourself, bring your children, too. Come on out. It's really something amazing to see, too. I mean, you're looking at 350 people that come into that building every year. I'm talking about from all kinds of destinations. You got people driving up from Ohio and Indiana just to go ahead and try and provide a blessing. And that's the power of social media. You it know, is. social media is just one, you know, a couple, a couple keystrokes and, and, hit, and hit send or enter. That's and right. next thing you know, everyone knows. But they come into this building. and You ought to see it, man. All types of racial demographics that we have in place. And everyone come together for a common cause. Putting together those 3,000 packaged meals to go ahead and have it distributed out to all those shelters. I mean, it is really a beautiful thing to see. And we we love to have anybody who wants to go ahead and come. And if you have children, because, you know, that's a myth that we always kind of deal with every mm-hmm. year. Isn't that right, A-Z? Exactly. Where oh, we always find ourselves where people just want to go here. and no, they think that it's not a place for kids. Absolutely it's a place for kids. Bring your children out because we got to go ahead and start putting some cycles in place. To go ahead and start showing, not by talking about it, but let them see firsthand what the blessing looks like or to give a blessing. That's or right. to be a blessing. So it's beautiful. So please have anybody want to come up, please come on up. 52 Bagley Street. Bowen Center up in Pontiac, Michigan, and, uh, and get ready to roll up your season. Let's get it in.
0: Absolutely. So you heard it here. Make sure that you uh, don't just tune in but show up. Uh, so you guys average three hundred and fifty to four hundred volunteers that come every, every year. single year. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, it is. It's
2: am- I've never seen nothing like it before in my life. And think about it when we started out. I think we started out. How I many? We say we had there, baby. One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty.
1: Yeah, one hundred fifty volunteers, and we were. I go was like seven hundred lunches. Yeah. So I was telling him how we did, it, and we was like, oh. That was a breeze. Let's go more. Yeah, yeah. Next year we did what a thousand or fifteen hundred. Like, oh, that well, was yeah. easy. So we start to get to three thousand. We was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we gonna go and put
2: a cap. But now yeah. because we've extended the Genesee County yeah. with our new push, mm-hmm. now next year we might have to examine adding some more to the oh, to yeah. the equation, yeah, because, no, no. which is a beautiful thing because if we're gonna add for something. Let's add for that need.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So the theme of pay it forward. Break it down for me. Now I have my idea of what that means, but okay. what does it mean in the context? Of uh, this particular event
2: Well paying it forward it is Basically what it was Is uh, we decided to go ahead And put a full Wrap around degree of, of, of programs in place To go ahead And kind of help A multitude of people So we put five initiatives Which is one We adopted four homeless shelters Okay Kind of give them a multitude Of uh, some of the supplies They would need Food Sanitary items You know some of the essentials That the homeless population Would want to go ahead and okay. Gloves Hats Scarves You know because For the ones Because we already know Homeless shelters They have caps Right? Yeah, only a certain mm-hmm. amount of people they can take and the rest of them are going to have to go out into the street unfortunately so we got that then we got we adopt a daycare center and what we do is we go right into the hood Right. And find the daycare center that's taking on the chin right now, because you know daycare is really expensive. It is, and we know that uh, a lot of these people can't afford, you know, uh, daycare services. But these places are still taking these families on, no matter what, and still giving them the same high degree of service that any kid that come up in there is paying all their money will receive. Sure. So we want to go and look out for them. Right. And then, uh, and then we got the uh, then we also got our, our family adoptions. Okay. We are, you know, we adopted 46 families, but... Of, oh, was, my child. numbers were low,
1: sorry, 46? Yeah, 46, <laughs>
2: oh no, but we just went up another five because after we had finished our list of adoptions, it was five cases that came through to us. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, and it was like... It was some of the cases we just couldn't let go. I mean, right. we had to go in and trying. And we couldn't sit back and do nothing. So we expanded. So we got fifty-one families this year. Excellent. You know, and then you got that mission to feed three thousand, which we've been talking about bringing all those people in to put together those meals to go mm-hmm. and have distributed to every homeless shelter in Oakland, Wayne, and Macomb County, and now Genesee. And now Genesee. County. Yeah, know? And of, then yeah. uh, what I'm missing is I got that was four of them with the fifth one. Uh, oh, we adopt elementary school. Yeah, we usually do that in Pontiac because you know I don't know if you know. Or a lot of people may or may not know. Puneck is going through a lot of trial you know a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of struggle. you right. know we just fought we just got them fighting through a, a consent agreement where the state was looking to come in and pulling a Benton Harbor on us. Right. Yeah, pulling Ben Harbor, Highland Park. They were looking to go and take in the Inkster, you know, which is a little bit more closer to us, to a Highland Park right down the road. Mm-hmm, right. But uh, so we were able to kind of fight that off. But realistically, we have kids and families that just have absolutely nothing. So we go to these schools that are kind of jammed up in some of these, uh, you know, socioeconomically we challenge. But yes. We come to, like, the lowest point that you can find in the city, go to that elementary school, and we go, and we go ahead and fill up their closet. Give them clothes, you know, different Ooh. altitude of boots. You know, how these kids are coming, man, with uh shoes, man, with holes on them. I mean, you know, in Absolutely. Absolutely. No
0: coats, only hoodies. Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. We are not out of uh, message, but we are out of time. Yes, sir. Okay, and okay, so sir. the 5 okay. prong program that you mm-hmm. all have going— This Sunday, give them the specs again where they can meet you.
2: 52 Bagley Street. Listen, it's the Bowen Center, and it's right off downtown Pontiac, so you can't miss it. But if you have time, please, if you want to give a blessing back, come on down there. Bottom line is we're about to go and touch some lives this Sunday. And you know, and all, all we need is about three hours of your time and three thousand people will be touched. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. can't beat that. What you say about that, Zay.
1: Okay. We Can about to do do it eight years, all brother. Eight, eight, eight years. years. We're about go. to go
2: here and make this happen, you know, oh, yeah. and this is beautiful. Absolutely. You know, and God be willing, you know, we'll be able to do it uh eight another eight more and beyond.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So listen, this is the drawing board podcast mm-hmm. where I let you know mm-hmm. that your future it is not behind you, mm-hmm. it is not before you. It is within you. I'm Andre Ebron. I'd like to thank you, brothers, for coming out. Of course, thank I mean, now, yeah, I'm with my bros. So, listen, yeah. <laughs> we got to have you guys come out again. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. I would love to do a follow-up show um, to talk about, you know, the impact. I know uh, you guys will be able to share more because mm-hmm. uh, whenever you get a chance to go out and impact lives, man, your life is the life that ends up being impacted. Yeah. I conclude with this, and I know Kate is looking at me like, put a rap on it, Andre. <laughs> but I'll share... Uh, Anytime that I have single singly given to uh, a gentleman or a lady that is vagrant on the street mm-hmm. and I'm going to share more about this on my post. So I'm doing this thing called Miracle Mondays where okay. I'm sharing mm-hmm. about miracles mm-hmm. every time that I've given uh, and, it's, and I give food. Mm-hmm. Um, God has sent a prophetic word through that person mm-hmm. every single time that's powerful, that has hit me right at that moment when I needed it. That's powerful. And so, listen, we'll talk more about that. Tune in the next time. God bless you.